following interviews were recorded between the dates June 21 and June 24, 2018, at the last JoeCon in Chattanooga, Tennessee. All the voices on the record have extremely sensitive information about G.I. Joe and or Cobra. You already know this content is hot and will likely be audited by Cobra Command. So let's get to it. Welcome to Cujo's last Jocon file cards. I've been collecting now for almost 30 years. I started out uh, really with Star Wars, but I had a land adventure when I was about three year, years old, and I would carry him around by one arm like a teddy bear, and I have no idea what happened to him. And then Star Wars came out, and that was like, oh my God, everybody had to have Star Wars. Then the three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe figures came out, and that was something my brother and I did. So G.I. Joe? Yes. So G.I. Joe, uh, so the three and three quarter inch came out and that was something my brother and I did together. He passed away when he was 11 and so I just kind of kept on collecting and that's, it's just been that way ever since. So What was his favorite character? Duke. His was Duke. I loved all the, the bad guys, you know, Cobra Commander, Baroness. Although Scarlet was way awesome too. Uh, Star Wars is one thing, G.I. Joe is another. Yes. What is G.I. Joe meant to you? Like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just because that, that was something my brother and I did. And so it's like he's with me all the time. So the, even though he's not here in the physical world, he's still with me all the time. So like he's here with us right now, and he's probably up on the roof laughing at me. So it's all good. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's my you. fourth con. I'm Lila Allgood. Um, I'm 15. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I've been going to JoeCon since I was in the womb. Russell? Russell! Russell! My turn now? Yes! Yeah, go for it. Okay, so my name's Russell. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. My first JoeCon was in 2011. Where was it? Uh, it was in Orlando. Okay. Disney. Well, uh, what was the subset that year? Do you recall? Yes, it was the Python Patrol. Uh, Mission Brazil versus Python Patrol. Circle, so, right? Yeah, pretty much. So that was my first convention set and probably one of my favorites, probably because it was my first. Uh, you're a collector um, or a reader of comics? How's it go? Uh, I'm a collector. Uh, I don't read that many comics because in Dallas it's kind of hard to find the comics uh, for G.I. Joe. Um, but I definitely collect a lot of the, uh, the G.I. Joe toys. So. What, uh, what, what character uh, resonates with you? Um... Really, there's so many. So my first one was Hawk. So I love Hawk. Um, Hawk, why? A man of principles or what? The leader? The leader, uh, pretty cool. Like I said, he was my first one I got, and he was in the first comic I ever read from G.I. Joe. So that was definitely a big reason why he's my favorite. Okay, wrap it up. You can get in on this if you like. 
Uh, what, what is it about G.I. Joe that, that keeps you around? My dad. Really, my dad. He has been into it since he was four years old. And I, he might kill me for saying this, but I remember when he was younger, he didn't really have the best time, so G.I. Joe really helped him mentally and helped him stay a child. So that part, he's into the vintage. That just is such a, like, a strong part of me. And coming here, I have so many friends. And even though I'm a 15-year-old girl and, you know, whatever, but um, just the thought, it's just, it, it's really powerful. Nice. What do you got, brother? Wrap it up. G.I. Joe, I think it really embodies um, American principles. And it's got so much history behind it that really resonates with me just as a person. And it's... It's the toy of my father's childhood, of my grandfather's childhood, and I feel like it's got so much legacy. I've been, I've been going to shows since about 2008, yeah. Um, G.I. Joe, professional comic artist, yeah? Right, yeah. yeah so, how many properties are you involved in on the regular? Uh, usually, because I'm freelance, you know, I don't really have, like, well, for the longest time I was freelance, so I didn't really have one solid you know, publisher that I worked with that was, like, salary-based. So it's kind of like a contractor. I'm always juggling two or three projects at once. G.I. Joe, uh, I worked on from about, well, 2007 with Devil's Due, then IDW picked it up from 2008 through about 2013 or so, pretty regular. But whenever I'd have a break in those arcs, then I would work with Marvel on Spider-Man and a number of other titles over there, too. So so I'd been doing comics pretty straight for about 15 years. G.I. Joe is a pretty tight network. Um, pretty, people are pretty loyal. Uh, tell me something when you're an artist on Joe. What do you got to get right? Yeah, so, I mean, everybody pays attention to, one... Kind of uniforms, characteristics, every Joe character is very different, very unique, so i got to make sure I hit that just right. And then, of course, because it's military-based, like most of these things function in the real world, so I have to make that look as practical and believable as possible. Because then you have like the mass device or you know all these other crazy, fantastical elements that do get built into the G.I. Joe kind of legend and the, you know, the, the canon, so that those things will become more believable when I get the guns right, the vehicles right, the characters right, so then it all fits together. Uh, just last question for the Joe fans out there. Sure. I know you're going to want to default to Snake Eyes, but give me a character that you're like, <laughs> that's me, yeah, I can do that. Uh, that I can do that or draw that? Uh, I'm thinking more <laughs> personal. You saw the file card, you're oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I don't know, I've always... No, that's fine. I, I think I've always gravitated towards Flint. He's, he's a guy that I really like. Um, I like talking and sometimes being in charge. I don't mind taking that role, you know. Um, and in general, like, he was uh, just a real down-to-earth guy, so I always liked him the best. Where's, what's the easiest way to connect to you online? Yeah, so it's just Robert Atkins art across all the social media. Is at the last JoeCon, actually. How many JoeCons have you been to? This is my eighth one in a row. Seriously? Yeah. You know the fan base, you know G.I. Joe. Um, I, I'm just going to lay it out. 
there's high art, there's like The Last Supper, all that, and then there's G.I. Joe card art. <laughs> you just happen to be lucky enough to be an artist on that. Uh, congrats, by the way. Thank you. Um, what, what, is it, what is the card art specifically? What do you got to capture to make that pop? It's such a variety of factors. I mean, I think I think the number one thing that people probably don't realize is the spatial limitations because you want to put them in these dynamic poses, but it's not really wide enough to do that in most cases, and then they get cropped. So I think you're, you're always fighting that uphill battle. Um, and then, of course, there's, there's the mental expectation people have of nostalgia and you trying to compete with that. So it's just, just trying to find that, that delicate balance. But the goal usually is to just try and feature them in an exciting, dynamic way. 2018, are you more Cobra or G.I. Joe at this point? Uh, as, as far as my personal interest or how many of the characters I've done? Let's go personal interest. Oh, Cobra all the way. Alright, well, yeah. if you're drawing yourself, what pose are you in on your cover? Well, I'll show you. I'm the following content has been deemed privileged by Cobra Command. That's amazing. That's insider now. That's inside. Alright, G.I. Joe exclusive. Last question. Uh, you, probably, you probably have drawn various types of action and whatnot. There's something specific about G.I. Joe. It's got weight. What is it to you? I think the real secret to G.I. Joe art, honestly, is the rim lighting. It, it's that it's that ambient glow that's coming from every direction that no one really under... What is the explosion? Where is it coming from? What causes it? I, I think that's the real secret ingredient of G.I. Joe art. Okay, because that answer was so good, we got one more. Okay. You're the artist on the famous, uh, famous card art, the Worms Officer. Maybe the most casually designed card art, but it speaks volumes. Who is that character beneath that mask to you? Or to me, I'm just gonna do a jump off. He's that guy, he's that old dude at the park that's flying around the drone. It's annoying everybody, you know? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll give you a little more insider. When they first approached me to do that card, they gave me suggestions for the poses, and they said, we want him pushing the button on his computer. And I was like, and what else? And they were like, just, just pushing it with one finger. And I, I, I was kind of perplexed, like, I, I didn't really know what to do with that. And so I was, it was my idea to try and draw him from an angle like he was slightly above and with the rocket flying over his shoulder to, to make him look like he had some kind of purpose. So I, I imagine him as sort of like a, I don't know, like a, like a computer brainiac sort of like, you know, he, he's much more strategic and much less, much less action-oriented, I guess. I'm going to find one of those carded and get it signed before this is all over, yeah? Definitely. All right, brother, you're free. Alright, here with the Steel Brigade cosplay, uh, go off, man. Uh, my name's Keith Mandeville, uh, I'm a member of The Finest, that's the G.I. Joe Costume Club. Uh, not only am I a member, I'm also the quartermaster, I'm in charge of all the uh, merchandising, t-shirts, things like that. Um, the Finest is a group of G.I. Joe uh, costumers. We know that who you guys are, come on. Oh, okay, alright, well, not everybody does, maybe your audience doesn't. So, so we're a group of G.I. Joe costumers. Not only do we costume G.I. Joe, but we raise money for military charities, which is one of the most important things we're doing. Last year here, we raised $1,000 in three days. This year, we broke that mark on the first day. So we're very excited about the rest of the weekend. Thank you for shutting me up, by the way. <laughs> um, Steel Brigade, that's a specific cosplay in the Joe community because they're not uh, in the spotlight. They're not the heroes. They're the grunts. Right. How does that speak to you? Because obviously, you're repping it. Well, uh, for me, it's always been a really cool-looking character from the original mail-away that you could customize your own Joe, feel like you're a part of the Joes, to the modern versions. Uh, and with the modern version, it just looks great. I also uh, costume a couple of hero Joes, uh, Outback, Snowjob, 
but I also uh, do a Cobra Viper, which is one of just, you know, an army builder. So I wanted to sort of do a Joe army builder, and I haven't quite figured out the perfect green shirt, so I was like, well, then I'll go with the next best thing, which is Steel Brigade. And plus, I, I think, just like I said, the design of the figure is awesome, so I went with that. And you get to wear baby blue, right? I get to wear baby blue, exactly right. Cheers, brother. Where, the, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online. My Facebook is Keith Mandeville. I also have a costuming uh uh, Facebook page, which is RDMN Redman Cosplay, and then of course, if you find the finest, it all links back to me as well. So there you go. I'm gonna go codename Diagnostic 80. Perfect. Full force podcast, completely legit from across the drink. Tell me about your ship over here. Just summarize it in a sentence: good, bad, ugly. Uh, pretty easy, easy. I'll say easy. I, I, Missouri, Ashland. That's where I, that's where I'm living now. So it's just a drive. Exactly, yeah. My wife, that's where she's from. We're married. I'm now in a, a green card holder, so it makes these kind of trips very, very comfortable. All right, well, if you find the West Coast, either one of you, look us up. Awesome. Um, talking G.I. Joe, do you feel a finality uh, because of this being the last Joe Con? What's your thoughts about the brand? Well, I don't see it as being the end of G.I. Joe as a brand. I think it's always going to be... You know, we're, we're always going to be in a situation where this thing is—it's it's timeless. It's, it just keeps going. It's been on—it's been in little dips. It's been in little kind of pause moments before. I think that the community kind of keeps it going with local shows. So, like, um, even like—and and again, it's not just from the US, but like in the entire globe, you've got conventions literally everywhere. And if you—and if you look in the US, some of the local shows like Assembly Required. Uh, Joe Fest, uh, Toylanta, uh, they're all over the place and they're, and they're, they're kind of almost, I think they're going to take the place um, of, you know, what is effectively Joe Con. You went international for a second, so let's go there. Um, your entry point was Action Force, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I had hand-me-down toys probably like 82, 83, where I was very young, I was like two or three years old. And these hand-me-down toys were the kind of Palatoy Action Force stuff, and like Action Man and things like that. So that's why I kind of that was my introduction. But then my my real my love of the, the hobby really took when we got the figures in like the Hasbro Action Force figures around like '87, and that was when my love for the brand just exploded. And like you know, kind of like that age group to have this huge wave of figures come over. And it was like basically the GI Joe stuff that was everywhere in the US, just rebranded as Action Force on those kind of black back cards. That's what I, I love, and that's what kind of made it for me. People got a lot of entry points to Joe. Um, is it as raw raw military over there? And when you're talking Action Force, or did you find the characters? Was that your end? I think I think the uh, the cultures are different. I think um, we've been like brought up. I suppose, I suppose both cultures have been brought up with that kind of war in the background. You know, the World War Two kind of aspect was still, strangely enough, was still quite fresh. There was things like um, I suppose Vietnam for the US, but for in the UK, we were very. We were all the kids were kind of besotted. Well, they're really like there was there was this weird kind of fascination with the SAS because it was like the special forces and they they the, the whole Iranian embassy siege in 80 that was like a big thing in the UK so it kind of you know my dad was in the forces as well he was a Royal Air Force engineer so because of that I that's why I you know wanted that's why I loved the action force and the G.I. Joe stuff because it you know it, those were the boxes that ticked for me you know I like it let's end this uh, UK specific give me a UK figure that resonates with you 
Oh, a UK figure that resonates with me. Could be a personal pick, you know. I think we have to go. I think I think one that resonates with me and resonates with a lot of people now in the US. Um, not necessarily the figure, but the vehicle, uh, the Robo Skull. And I know it's kind of like the easy one to kind of go for, but I, I did think, keep that. Yeah, and, and I think Red Wolf as a figure in that you know with that with that thing is, is one that's it's almost kind of forgotten in a way because the robo skull it takes so much of the the limelight of that particular set if you know what i mean um but i would also have to say like figures like skeletron and kraken it's just weird out there kind of figures and then i'm, I'm kind of almost the same with the action the, the gi joe side i like some of the weird stuff you know like crystal ball and cobra la and all that kind of crazy Cheers. crazy jazz um where, where where do you want people to find you online well, you can find me at Diagnostic80 on Twitter. Obviously, there's the Full Force. That's at the Full Force on Twitter. And you can just search the Full Force podcast on Facebook and find us there too. We're all over the place. Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Diagnostic80. International. All over, baby. Get some. Here at the last JoeCon with uh, kind of a Joe journalist legend, maybe. Let's call it, let's call it that, since we're in the context. Uh, drop the info. Uh, my name is Fred Meyer. I'm the owner-admin of JoeBattleLines.com, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Just Another G.I. Joe Show. There's a lot of different Joe shows, isn't there? There are a ton these days, and I think that next year you'll see those will get bigger, and you'll see even more pop up because the fans want a convention, so the fans are going to find a reason to get together. I think you're right. Joe's a specific brand. It speaks to you, obviously. Uh, it, what is it specifically? I think... It was the story of ordinary people who reached into the depths, found that core, and convinced themselves to do extraordinary things. And that was in Hama's writing, and that's always, the Joes are real people. They're not super-powered folks. Any one of us, in theory, could be a Joe. Just a, a couple words on the, your network savvy, the Joe network in general. Uh, as far as other fandoms, you've been around different ones. Uh, what, what, what do you say about the Joe network? The Joe, the Joe fandom in general is, we're not as big as other fandoms, but we're fairly close-knit. And that's the thing I like, is that with a few exceptions, you don't see competition as much as you see cooperation. And so it's a group that's willing to work together for a lot of, you know, to accomplish a lot of amazing things. Lurking at the last Joe Con with Paul, Plastic Battles. Um, drop some details, brother. Well, it's uh, it's been pretty furious here on the vent. We're on the vendor floor, and uh, I was here yesterday when it opened up, and I've never seen like a feeding frenzy like I saw. Even the 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 booth, the people running the booths were like, I've, we've never had it this kind of a rush. So I'm curious. I haven't really made it around the floor today to see what's left because I saw stuff going out of cases like crazy yesterday. But it's been awesome. I picked up a lot of stuff. You're you're a veteran in the JoeCon game. You know the community. Uh, it, as it kind of fades, or at least transitions, what are you going to remember about the people at Joe? Uh, I think everyone's super cool. I made a lot of friends. Uh, I showed up to the first JoeCon not knowing a soul that was going to be here, not anyone in person. And I, I walked out of that one having real good friends that the two since, including this one, um, we meet up, hang out, go grab drinks, grab food. Um, so really it's just about the people. Everyone's so cool. It's, it's not a JoeCon until you pick up you know, a hard-to-find figure you got your eyes on any? I uh, picked up Tiger Force Outback, which I did not have. Damn. Uh, and I was kind of looking for more of those, but I at least got him. 
And I picked up a bunch of other army builder type figures and stuff. So I, I, I did pretty good. I spent more than I wanted, but uh, way more than I wanted. But, uh, but no, I'm, that Tiger First Outback was the top of my list, and I got him. We didn't, we didn't chat up your photography skills at all, but where can people see that? You can see it at Plastic Battles on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the platforms. We're here at the last JoeCon. You know word burglars, got to have the last word. <laughs> uh, a legend in the, in the, in the genre, uh, a rapper, an entire G.I. Joe album. That's freaking crazy, man. Why did you do that? Because I needed an, an outlet for all my uh, unbridled passion for G.I. Joe and my lifetime of knowledge of every aspect of Joe. And uh, honestly, my wife was like, just tell somebody else for once. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, I just loved Joe my whole life. And uh, as long as I can remember, probably five or six years old, I got like a tripwire and a grunt and Ricondo and then so on and so forth. Save the figures till later. All right. You, you're all around pop culture, but when you're talking Joe, there's weight to the property. Um, what is it about G.I. Joe that, that just hits? Oh, everything. The characters. I mean, where G.I. Joe can work on so many different levels. On one level, definitely, you've got sort of, obviously, your military base. You've got your adventure base. It's almost, it can be super heroic sometimes. It can be fantastical. I mean, that's why I love every iteration from, obviously, Larry's incredible run on, on the comics and, and the Sumbo stuff. I mean, I love the Snake Eyes story and the whole LRP, the whole thing in Vietnam. And I also love Cobra La which are two completely opposing ideas in a lot of different ways, but I think they can both work in different, you know, in different versions of the universe. Much like any, you know, comic book series, Superman or Batman, where you've got so many different, like, Legends of the Dark Knight, different things can be told. But it's the core, I think, of teamwork, helping each other out, having adventures, solving problems, doing good, and looking cool while doing it, because, you know... Word. Cobras always look pretty cool. Is, yeah, I don't have to ask who your affiliation is, Rap Viper. <laughs> um, you know what? If you got it in you, uh, take your time. If it takes a couple beats, uh, break off just one bar about the last Joe Oh man, the last Joe We're here. You heard it's not a rumor. It's coming live, Tennessee. It's uh, Chattanooga. I went to see the lookouts last night. I brought my hardball. It was pretty good, but the rain came down in a hard fall. Now, this is just a freestyle straight off my head. I see your shirt there. Can't read what it said. G.I. Joe Berg, we got the same last name because I be word Berg insane in the brain. Not Cypress Hill, don't know how much time you got, but I could just keep rhyming like um, Tomax and Zaymot. Know what's going on, yeah, you know what's up. I'm talking to my man Cujo, I can't stop. All right, driving a truck like a Mahler or a Mobat. Uh, Dr. Mindbender, he's got no bats, then he's in a situation. It's a pickle, I get fickle like blowtorch, heating up pickles. I said pickle twice, give me a break. I gotta end it nice so I won't be fake like a knockoff fun school windmill copter. That's kind of weird. All right, Joe Berg proper. <laughs> Word Burglar 2018 <laughs> out. Maybe we are the future. We're starting to think like you, Curtis.